and welcome back to the Past Patrick Podcast. We discuss everything sports-related, sports news, playoff matchups, Grizzlies at Golden State. Things are getting chippy in this series. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, the Sixers, um, they're going to be out of the playoffs before too long. Uh, Joel Embiid uh, injured. And I don't believe Doc Rivers and the 76ers can you know, come out of this playoff series against the Miami Heat. And that's where we're going to start off today. We're going to start off talking about a 76ers player who was traded for by the Brooklyn Nets. And he's going to want a max, a super max deal at the end of this year. He's going to try and negotiate. He's going to try and figure out a way to get it. And that player is none other than James Harden. James Harden is one of the more interesting players in the league. And That's what I'm calling him a player. I'm not calling him a superstar because I don't believe he's a superstar anymore. James Harden has not had a 25-point game in the last 14 games. He hasn't. James Harden can get you buckets, but he cannot get you buckets (laughs) at the pace that he used to. There are different versions of James Harden that we've seen so far. We have seen James Harden uh, on the Rockets. Um, ultra aggressive, one of the best players in the league. He just gets buckets whenever he can, you know, whenever he wants. And he also ha- always seems to get by the defender with that quick first step, get to the line, and draw the foul. But you see, why I went with the Brooklyn Nets winning the trade early on, and right now I'm teetering on maybe no one's won this trade, the Ben Simmons James Harden trade. I don't know if anyone's won it because there's been different versions of James Harden throughout his career. But one thing has always been consistent with James Harden, and that's playoff basketball, him not living up and doing the same thing that he does in the regular season in the playoffs. And I'm not going to make excuses for Harden because one of the things as a superstar player, which he is, is you have to be able to adjust to the different situations that you're put in when it comes to regular season and playoffs. Games are called differently in the playoffs. They are. They're, they they are more physical. They don't let things um, go as, <laughs> as easy as they do in the regular season. Um, you will get the call in the regular season. You won't get the call in the playoffs. Very physical, loose balls. Everyone's diving for the ball. It's intense, and it's playoff basketball. And James Harden has had a long career to master the playoffs, because he's mastered the regular season. He's mastered what he's been able to do in the regular season. Nobody can debate that. He, he's, he's mastered it. Nobody can debate it. The one thing that he has not mastered is the playoffs. And whether it was with Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, uh, he had Chris Paul, and they were a formidable team against the Warriors. You know, back a few years back, I believe, maybe it's like four years back, uh, but they were a formidable team. And the problem was when Chris Paul got injured in the playoffs against Golden State, you had a guy that was averaging 30, over 30 points a game. Easy. And yet, it did not translate to the playoffs. Chris Paul fixes a lot of things, as we've seen with him in the playoffs. You know, I mean, the guy is incredible. He can hide a lot of imperfections. Before Chris Paul got to the Suns, the Suns were young, and they didn't really know how to win, and they just really couldn't get a handle 
on winning. They had the talent, but they couldn't put it all together. What we've seen with Chris Paul is whether he's on the Clippers, whether he's on Houston, whether he's uh, on Oklahoma City Thunder, the Suns, wherever he goes, he makes things work. And he made the Rockets work to a certain degree. But Harden does not work in the playoffs. It's almost the Russell Westbrook syndrome. Russell Westbrook works when he's alone. And then he gets on a team where he has to share the ball, play off the ball, and it just doesn't work. He's just not the same player. But one thing that I've noticed with James Harden is he's fallen off the superstar cliff. Now, again, is he going to get the Supermax deal that he wants? I'm not too sure. I don't believe it would be smart for a team this offseason to give him the Supermax. Now, do I think uh, he should, you know, pick up that option, stay with 76ers? Of course. Uh, I think he I think he will do that just because he may want another year to prove uh, himself with Embiid. But I am starting to really question both teams in this trade because now Ben Simmons is going to have back surgery. And one thing about back injuries, they just don't go away. They just don't go away. And I think he wanted to play for Brooklyn, but I think he got there and his back was tight. I I would have loved to see Ben Simmons just play a couple games in the playoffs. If his back hurt, yes. You know, but at least show that you want to be there. So Ben Simmons isn't working out in Brooklyn. And then people were, at first people were like, Ben Simmons, that trade, uh, the Brooklyn Nets won that trade. Okay, well, they got kicked out the first round. And as far as I can tell, Ben Simmons has no timetable to return. Who who even knows after the back surgery? They said it's going to be four months. Who even knows if he'll be back by the start of next year? Maybe he'll want to sit out more. So I don't, I don't see the Brooklyn Nets winning that trade. I don't. Okay, then you got the other side of it, the other spectrum, and that's the 76ers, and they get James Harden. Then people switched over when they saw that. Hey, they won the trade. Look at how Harden's playing. Well, Harden's fallen off. I just think this was a lose-lose situation for both teams. I don't don't believe that either team won this trade. And it's it's incredibly sad for both, both organizations, excuse me, because they had such high hopes for the playoffs. They had KD, Kyrie, They've got Ben Simmons. I mean, this team, if they could have put it all together, they would have made a good playoff run. 76ers, they had Embiid, and they thought they got one of the best scores in the game. But Harden is not the best scorer in the game anymore. And the the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be out of the playoffs. And I think this is a testament to you are who your history says you are. It's very hard to change. It's very hard. And... The way that Joel Embiid has gotten hurt over and over and over again with injuries over the years, uh, it's showing. It's showing. That's what he is. He's injury prone. And unless you have that next superstar, and James Harden hasn't been good at the playoffs, those are just known things about them, and those aren't going to change. Those aren't going to change. So you have to find a way to get another star and move past that, as hard as it's going to be. Same with Russell Westbrook. You cannot change Russell Westbrook. He is who he is, and he's going to be who he is till he's in the Hall of Fame and retired. Same with LeBron. LeBron's the same player that he was 10 years ago. Some guys, you just are the same player. Kevin Durant's always been very sensitive. Um, 
and he did not show up against Boston. Kyrie's always been kind of out there, kind of doing his own thing on, you know, Kyrie's planet. And Kyrie Irving has shown that he's like kind of like Ben Simmons. I don't think he's 100% committed to the game. And that I don't think that's a far off topic or a far off assessment on what Kyrie Irving is. I don't think he's as committed. But my main point is these individuals are who they are. And James Harden has been who he is for his career when it comes to playoff basketball. And now you're seeing James Harden, who hasn't taken the best care of himself over the years, fall off. And he's falling off in a bad way. The last three games, he had 22 points, 16 points, 20 points. And he doesn't have a quick step. I mean, May 2nd against Miami, he was 5 of 13. He just doesn't have that step that he used to. And, and you know, you, you can't, can't knock him. He's been in the league a long time. But you see what a player that takes care of themselves over the years, you see what you get out of them. You see it with Chris Paul. You see the production you get out of him for himself taking care of himself. You see LeBron James putting work into his body. You see it. Even as much as Kevin Durant has been hurt, you've seen it. Even with Steph Curry. These guys that have taken care of themselves are aging gracefully. You get to 30, 32, 31, 32, and if you haven't taken care of yourself, it can drop off quick. Big Ben, he played until he was like 36, but those last four years, it was rough. It was rough. You know, hurt a lot. But then you see guys like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, the guys who are taking very good care of themselves, and they're extending their career and even playing at elite levels late in their career. I mean, LeBron averaged 30-some points. He averaged 30-some points. That's incredible. What Chris Paul has done in the playoffs is incredible. And we're going to hop on that series next. Because James Harden and the 76ers, they're in their own world. And they have a lot to figure out in that world. Uh, Chris Paul's been playing out of his mind. Last three games, 33 points, 19 points, 28 points. Um, destroying teams from the mid-range. Yeah, this series versus Dallas, I believe 100% is going to be over. Um, I just think the, the Phoenix Suns have too much going for them uh, over the last few games. They, they lead the series 2-0, and as much as I like Dallas and I like Luka... Luka can only give you so much, and you really saw in this last game, whether it was Mikel Bridges, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they're giving it to Luka on the defensive end because Luka, is, he's maybe doing a lot offensively. I should say they're giving it to him on the offensive end because he can't defend anyone. I mean, that's one knock on Luka that I have. Luka can't defend that well, and, and that's okay. He's, he's more of a scorer. But one guy cannot carry a team anymore. Those days are over. The days of uh, Michael Jordan carrying a team, uh, LeBron James carrying a team, Kobe carrying a team, it's it's over. Those days are gone. You need a good unit. You just do. You need at least two guys. You need at least two. And the fact that <laughs> Luka Doncic and the surrounding cast, the surrounding cast of him, the fact they can't get buckets is a problem. And they are going to really have to work this offseason because I don't think the Mavericks are getting by the Suns. The Suns actually had a harder matchup against the Pelicans uh, because of the size of the Pelicans. 
But right now, Suns aren't Matt. Like, the Suns are going to run away with this series. Uh, they, they just are. Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul. I What I've seen from this team is such a focus, a laser focus on the finals. Uh, it's not even... It's not even close to how focused they are compared to the Mavericks. And you know what? I really do hope Chris Paul gets his ring. He's 37 year old, 37 years old, and he is leading the Suns. It's that same old thing. It's that LeBron factor of taking care of himself. It doesn't matter where he goes. He fixes a lot. He patches up a lot. You know, and the Suns are a good team, but when Chris Paul's not out there, you see the effects of it. You see the effects. And I, I believe 100% this series is over. The Mavericks will have to go into the next offseason. I believe they're going to have to look for a superstar. But again, I got the Suns winning this series. Uh, I think the Mavericks may steal a game. I think it'll be a 4-1 uh, series, gentlemen sweep. But the Suns will move on to face either the Memphis Grizzlies or the um, Golden State Warriors. And that's where we're jumping to on our next topic. Because I love the East. The East, you're getting a lot of good games in the East. Don't get me wrong. You're getting Giannis. You're getting Miami. You're getting, you know, the 76ers. You're getting a lot of good games in the East. And But I believe there's more storylines when it comes to the NBA playoffs in the West. I just believe there's a few more storylines uh, that you can lean on. And, you know, that's not knocking the Celtics or the Bucks or Giannis. Um, but... When it comes to the Golden State Warriors against the Memphis Grizzlies, oh yeah, there's been some topics. So Dylan Brooks has been suspended the next game, and let let's just be let's just be real about it. Uh, the NBA has been inconsistent when it's come to flagrant ones and flagrant twos. They just have been. Uh, Gary Payton is gonna miss time. Uh, with that that injury on the, I believe it's the left uh, shoulder or I believe forearm somewhere in there, um, but this this series has already gotten chippy. It really has, and I don't believe it's over. And I gotta I gotta say the Grizzlies are putting up a good fight when it comes to we are not getting rolled over. But this is a big thing that I want to talk about, and I believe this will affect this series, and the Memphis Grizzlies will not get out of this series. And that comes down to one key factor. That is maturity. The Memphis Grizzlies are undisciplined. Now, don't get me wrong; they they're gonna they're gonna fight back, and they're going to you know protect their guys. And Dylan Brooks was sending a message. I don't care what you say; he knew he was gonna get ejected. He was just sending a message. But that's the most immature thing you can do. So here's the difference: Draymond he got a flagrant too. But you know what? He kind of tried to catch the guy. He made it. He sold it a little bit. Uh, Dylan Brooks just hacked the guy. He just did. He just did. He he knew what he was doing. And so I believe that warranted a suspension. I believe it did. Uh, Draymond Green, I didn't believe that warranted uh, warranted a suspension. I just believe they ejected him with a flagrant, too. I, I'm, I'm fine with that. But this is the difference between a mature team in the playoffs and an immature team. So, what do you think the Golden State Warriors are going to come out and do this next game? Do you think they're going to come out and hack Jaw, Jaw Morant, and say, yeah, see, you hacked us last game, we're going to hack you? No. This this next game is where you're going to see the maturity show up. 
because the Golden State Warriors have been in this position a hundred times, and I have the Golden State Warriors winning this series, no doubt in my mind. Uh, as much as I, as much as the Memphis Grizzlies have a good, solid team, and Jaws leading them, they have a lot of fight. Uh, the Golden State Warriors, Golden State, they just missed th- uh, three points the other night. I mean, Clay wasn't hitting anything. Steph wasn't hitting anything. Uh, you know, they just had a cold night shooting the, the the three ball. And, you know, that allowed Memphis to work its way back and win. But the deal is with Memphis is they do a lot of self-inflicting damage on themselves. They just do. They, they make a bunch of mistakes, and then they somehow pull it together and fight back into the game. But they make way too many mistakes. And you can see it because they're a young team. And you know, you got Ja dancing after three-pointers. You got him throwing the ball in the rafters. You got him saying, anyone that wasn't on our side at the beginning, we don't want you back. Immature, Ja. Come on. Look, there are times when you can celebrate. You know, you close out a series uh, against a really tough team in a six-game series, and you fought, and you battled, and you close that that team out, and it's a good team, Then, and you know you're advancing to the, the finals, then yes, celebrate, dance, throw the ball in the air, you know, but stop dancing over beating the Timberwolves when the Timberwolves matched up against you very well, and you know, made that a series. You should have just rolled over the Timberwolves, and that's where you see the maturity in the playoffs. A team like Golden State, We've been there, we've done that, we win, we shake your hand, on to the finals. It's almost that Mamba mentality of Kobe Bryant, job's not done. And the fact that you hear some of these young guys just celebrating, you know, over nothing, it's nothing you're celebrating over. Win the chip, win it, close it out, then celebrate, then prove yourself. I don't got Memphis winning this. Golden State's been there, they've done that, even without Gary Payton. You, you got very fortunate that Golden State did not have a good night shooting. Everyone that's picked Memphis is picking them because they are exciting, gritty, and they don't give up, and they're young, and they're new, and Jaw is a stud. I'm going to give him that. He makes plays, but Jaw oftentimes shows his immaturity in games. Why are you dancing after a three-point shot? Why? Why would you even be dancing? There's no point in dancing. That's nothing to dance about. You know, everyone makes three-pointers. So, you know, hitting the gritty after the game, dancing, that's all fine. After you've actually done something. Don't beat the Minnesota Timberwolves when you're a higher seed and act like that was the end of the end, game all of game alls. Don't do that. But that's where you see the Golden State Warriors will excel and Memphis won't. So I, I do have the Golden State Warriors beating Memphis, and I, I think Draymond and all these these mature guys, they're not going to come back and hack the Memphis Grizzlies. They're going to handle their business at home and go up 3-1. And that's going to be the series, because I just think Memphis is too immature. And when that Golden State crowd gets rocking, that is a very hard place to win. When Steph's knocking down more threes and Clay's hitting his threes, it's a very hard place to win. It just is. And I think the I think Golden State has a lot to prove, too. I think their guys want to prove a lot when, when it comes to the playoffs because they've been kept out the last few years, and they were the at the top of the game, man. They were the team to beat way back. You know, and they kind of lost that when Clay got hurt, 
when they lost Kevin Durant, Steph got hurt, they kind of had to take a few years and rebuild. But you've seen them um, excel at maturity, consistency, everything you want to see a team excel at. The Golden State Warriors have excelled this year. And, you know, I, I know Ja doesn't want to uh, throw in the towel, and he, he has a lot of fight to him, and it's, it's great to see. And he sees Steph Curry as, I'm coming for you, Steph. I want to be the next Steph Curry. But there's only one Steph Curry. There's only one LeBron. There's only one Michael Jordan. There's only one Kevin Durant. And there's only one, only one Ja Morant. Uh, ja, Morant ja Morant needs to put on some more weight. Um, there's a couple things in his game that are <laughs> very exciting. He has a high motor. Uh, he doesn't quit. He loves going left instead of right. He He's right-handed, but he's almost ambidextrous when it comes to driving uh, left. He loves to go left. Uh, it, it didn't work out in that, you know, the first game. But normally he can hit that shot. But I need to see John Morant put on some weight uh, this offseason because I worry about him staying healthy. Because he is so much more small. And I don't want him to turn into Derrick Rose. Because I've kind of seen this with Derrick Rose. We saw this, uh, you know, when I was like 15. We saw this in Chicago. And then you see what happens when you rely so much on your athleticism. It doesn't always work out. I would love to see Ja get his free throw percentage up. I'd love to see it get, you know, higher than it is. You need to shoot at a high clip, at least in the 90s, as a point guard. Uh, I, I need to see him at least hitting 45% from three-point line. Uh, I think he needs to clean up some of that stuff. I know he's way lower. Uh, I would say 45%. Yeah, I'm going to say that. He needs to at least get up to... Yeah. You know what? I would love to see it in between 40 and 45. I think that's more of a realistic uh, stat. Uh, if he could just get that percentage up a little bit, you know, he'll be deadly. And you've seen that with guys like LeBron changing his game, shooting the the outside point, uh, the three-point ball, instead of driving in all the time, changing your game. And John needs to put on some weight, settle in, <laughs> work on his uh, his shooting, and I think he's going to have a very long and great career. No doubt. And, you know, it's nothing but respect for both those teams because as much as Golden State is more of the veteran team, they realize Memphis Memphis has a lot going for them. That fan base loves Jaw. Uh, they love their players. Jaron Jackson, he's balling out right now. He's balling out. He has a little bit of an issue with fouls. So I think he would need to clean that up quite a bit. But uh, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, you'll see the maturity come out. And, you know, this is kind of what Draymond did in the past in the playoffs. He would, he would show the antics and then put all the attention on him, and then Steph and Clay just balled out. The Splash Brothers. And then you add in the factor of Jordan Poole, because Jordan Poole is an emerging talent. <laughs> he can give you 30 on a given night. And the fact that Steph said he can come off the bench and do whatever he needs to do, that's the maturity that I'm looking at. That's the maturity. So I think it'll be a great series. I think Golden State, though, will win the series. I think it's... I do believe I think Memphis will win a couple games. So I believe, you know, it, it'll, it'll be a tight, not a tight series, but Golden State's going to win this series, no doubt, bar none. So the NBA, like I said, it's, it's kicking off, and, you know, it's in full swing right now when it comes to the playoffs. So we're, we're going to see what happens with it. 
But there's there's a couple things. There's some free agents that are going to happen uh, this offseason. And there's quite a few that I think some teams should target. Victor Oladipo is one. You got John Wall. He's got a player option. You got Russell Westbrook player option. I think he Lakers are stuck with him, though. Kyrie Irvin, uh, he's going to be out there. And James Harden. But you'll notice one of those out of all those five. One thing. They all have risk attached to them. The one with the least amount of risk is Victor Oladipo because he's he's shown Miami is, you know, he's, he, he's shown that he's still got some fight in him. But when you talk about John Wall, injuries, Russell Westbrook, um, not really caring about the game, uh, just, you know, you know, getting to L.A. and just kind of doing his own thing. You got him, and then you, you turn around, you got Kyrie Irving, who's doing his own thing, and he's not going to be maybe 100% into basketball, and you got James Harden, who's got injury and, you know, conditioning questions around him. A lot of risk with those players. A lot of big-name players, but a lot of risks. Just a lot. And as far as my finals matchup, because I've gone back and forth, I 100% believe it is going to be a Milwaukee versus Suns uh, matchup. I think it's going to be a repeat. Because I love the Warriors, but the Warriors aren't the Suns. And Suns are playing so good right now. But I think it'll be Milwaukee against the Suns. I really do. I think it'll be a rematch. And I got Milwaukee winning it. Because I, I one thing that I have seen with Giannis is he's kind of streaky in the playoffs. He does really well in some series, and then he kind of falls off a little bit. But one thing's for sure. When he gets it in his head that it is his game... And you ain't throwing him off. There ain't throwing him off. He can get what he wants. It doesn't matter who's in the lane. He's going through you. You see the brute force with him. So it, I have Milwaukee winning. No doubt winning the championship this year. In my mind. I, I don't mind making that prediction. Uh, <laughs> I mean, again, everything's fluid. But I, I'm going to stick with that. I got Milwaukee winning. And even though Boston's putting up a good fight, Milwaukee's just on another level. So... The NBA is in full swing. Uh, you know, NFL, post-draft, teams are starting to settle in, starting to look at what they got, evaluate. Draft grades are coming out. People are making their picks for next year. Uh, the NFL, I think this past offseason, was one of the most exciting, one of the most exciting uh, NFL offseasons I've seen. With all the moves going around and... It seemed like everyone was mobile. Everyone was moving around in the NFL, and I loved seeing it. My commanders, they got a, uh, I believe, one of the better quarterbacks in the draft, Sam Howell. Uh, we got Jahani Dotson. Uh, Dotson, excuse me. He He's going to be good. Now, do I think we should have taken Kyle Hamilton? Yes, but I would have been way more upset if another NFC East team would have got Kyle Hamilton because I think Kyle Hamilton is a great talent. Um, but I see the mindset behind it. They want to really get Carson Wentz uh, going this season. They're, they're trying to give him every opportunity to succeed in that offense. So I, I can kind of see them going heavy offense uh, as they did. Now, I do like Sam Howell. I do. I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, even though he's a fifth-round pick, early on, some people had him going late first. Way, 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 way back, some people. Uh, had him going uh, top top 32 somewhere. But all in all, I, I don't hate the moves we made. I think they're good moves. Um, <laughs> New England, 
uh, drafting Cole Strange, Cowboys, um, drafting Tyler Smith, some of these moves. But you know what? Jerry's going to do what Jerry's going to do. New England's going to do what they always do. Um, New England's, they took a guy and literally no one knows who he is. No one. I mean, I'd never heard of him. And Tyler Smith, they had a, the Cowboys had a shot to get London Bomb, the center. So they could have got him. But that, you know, they passed him up because Jerry believes he's got a diamond in the rough. Wait till you see what I've done. That's what Jerry believes. Jerry, Jerry loves the attention. And that's the main problem with the Cowboys organization is Jerry loves that attention way, way, way too much. He made the draft about him. He, he, he made the draft about him. Uh, and you know what, Cowboys fans? Get ready because it's going to be another rough season for you. I'm just being honest. Just being honest, not because I'm a Commanders fan. And the Patriots, they did what they did. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens in that division, but not too much NFL news going around right now because the NFL, uh, for the first time is kind of quiet now after the draft, uh, Kenny Pickett for the Steelers. just going to say, I love that pick by them. Uh, big, strong quarterback, uh, from Pitt. Uh, they saw him grow up, uh, get to be an NFL quarterback, uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hey guys, a lot of, a lot of sports news. I'm excited to see some of these games. Saturday is going to be a big, big, big day for the playoffs in the NBA. Um, catch, catch the podcast next week around Thursday. We had to do it on Friday this week, uh, but no doubt it's been a good one. I've enjoyed talking to everyone about sports. Uh, like I said, Golden State's winning the series. Uh, hey guys, thanks for listening. Uh, download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, leave a review, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, wherever you can follow me. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week.